Welcome to the female podcast. <laughs> Welcome to our female generated content podcast. <laughs> Welcome to the Retail Nightmares podcast, a female content generated podcast <laughs> by females for all females and males from our vaginas. People who identify as either or neither. From our vaginas to yours. That's where my microphone is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh my well, God. Thanks sake. for inviting me. <laughs> um, uh, my co host, Jessica Delisle, is here. Hello. And our special guest has flown all the way from New York to be on the podcast, Mr. Uh, visual Artist Jeffrey Beebe. Hello. Hi. Thank you for having me. This is your first podcast? This is. Uh, a long-time listener, first time on a podcast. Yeah. Bienvenue. Oui, bonjour. Merci. Dorian. 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 Dorian fruit. Delicious. Yes. Have we ever had an American on the podcast? I don't know. I feel like you're our first American guest. Okay. We have a lot of questions for you. Oh, God. Why do bad things happen to good people Mm -hmm. Um, in America? uh, They don't earn enough money. Um, They aren't pulling themselves up by their bootstraps, Mm -hmm. which is a real problem. A lot of boots don't even have bootstraps anymore. How can someone get get to work? Well, um, (laughs) God, the evangelical God blesses us all with invisible bootstraps. You're talking about Plepo. Yes, Plepo. (laughs) And if you're really serious about Improving yourself, you reach for those invisible bootstraps. and If I reach go. for them, I just somehow manage to flip myself right over onto my ass. <laughs> I, I oh, I know. <laughs> That's impressive. I, I just wear loafers, so no straps. Yeah. I have loafers and I'm really light in them. Ooh. Oh, hey. Penny loafers? What does that saying say? mean? Does it mean that I am gay or does it mean that I'm dumb? <clears throat> Uh, I think it's a. It was slang in the fifties to to say that a man was gay. Oh, I yeah. Don't, well, I, now things are more in context. <laughs> now you. Understand I thought it meant that- somebody was dumb, and I was like, I am light in my loafers, <laughs> like because your brain's not very heavy, <laughs> so like it doesn't push your feet into your shoes. There's so many sayings I don't understand. Uh, well, I think. No one uses that saying anymore, so we can just let it die, or we can change it to mean nobody? something else. <laughs> Yeah, oh, let's yeah. let's start a movement where we reappropriate light in the loafers. When someone looks like they've lost weight, you tell yeah. them they're light in their loafers. <laughs> That's the lightest I've ever seen your loafers. <laughs> Thanks, they're made out of air, recycled air, <laughs> and fairy dust. Oh, I would wear those. They look like good shoes in my head. <laughs> sparkly, very sparkly, sort of like jelly shoes, but oh yeah, sparkly jelly ethereal. shoes. <laughs> I was never allowed to wear jelly shoes because my mom would tell me that they had no arch support in them. Yeah, it's true. She's That's a right. serious problem. I showed her, though, I have flat feet. I don't have arches, so I don't need support. <laughs> They're made for you. Yeah, exactly. But then now that they're back again for adults, I'm like, no, I'm just going to roll my ankle. (laughs) I'll poke my eye out. I can never wear stuff like that because they're made for an average size person's foot, not the widest foot in the world. Oh, me too. Are you in the Guinness World Book of Records? They're really like fairly wide. Just the specific little zine that they put out for weird foot shapes. That's a foot fetish publication. Some creep buys it. Produced by Quentin Tarantino. (laughs) When I stick my two feet together flat on the ground without shoes on, uh, my feet make a circle. So I got circle feet. I've seen those before. Mine are more triangles with a really small ankle, which means blisters 24-7. So you're like a a bird. Yeah. A little bit more like a bird. That's cute. You want to see my circle feet? Yeah. They're my circle feet. Oh, that's impressive. Those are pretty. (laughs) Mine are more uh, polygonal. Mm. It's hard to find shoes. Polygamous. Yeah, polygamous. <laughs> yeah. My Finally. shoes, uh, my feet possess polygamous. no loyalty. They will <laughs> they, sleep uh, with anything. Free love, but also keep those women in line. <laughs> yeah, That's make them wear to. some long skirts. Uh, so what's a day in the life of Jeffrey Beebe like? Um, well, it depends on whether or not I'm working that day. Because mm-hmm, um, you do teach at an arts I college. Do. I teach right? at uh, the new school in Manhattan. Um <laughs> Ooh, I love Manola Blahnik. <laughs> Trey Sheik. <laughs> hey, I got a name drop. I got nothing. I got nothing going for me. 
Um, an average day where I'm not working, I will get up around 6.45 to 7.15. Ooh, mm, nice window. I'll have some coffee. Uh, I'll make a quick breakfast and I'll walk from – I live in Williamsburg and I'll walk through Greenpoint to Long Island City, uh, go over the Pulaski Bridge, uh, get to my studio, spend about an hour goofing around and then I'll draw for most of the day and listen to podcasts. Uh, it's a lot of free time for podcast listening. Nice. Um, and then I'll take a nap in the afternoon for about 20 minutes. Whoa. Um, then I'll keep going until about nine and then I'll come home. You're it's a crazy long day. How it many hours actually, are you drawing a day? Um, that sounds more heroic than it is. I probably draw about four or five hours a day. That's still great. That's... It's pretty good. I, I can say it's the happiest I've ever been oh, um, that's nice. in terms of where I've always wanted to do this. Yeah. Ever since I was a kid, but I didn't really understand that until I started doing it as a 40-year-old. So it kind of worked out nicely that way. That's great. That gives me hope that one day I'll be doing what I want to be doing, whatever that is. I'm not making any money doing it, but I am enjoying it. Hey, I'm not making any money not doing what I want, so don't worry about it. uh, uh, Chase your dreams. That's all I can say. Live the the wind. (laughs) (laughs) Are you thinking about farts? Lift lift the wind. Oh. Be the wind. What if your dreams are nightmares? Then and they. That was what I was going to say when I changed. It was live the nightmare <laughs> of being an artist. It's not a good choice for the most part. I've been yeah. having a lot of nightmares lately, but uh, squirrel related. No, those would be good dreams. Not if they're all dying and you're having to cover them with microfiber cloths. That's true. That was not a dream though. That was real life. That happened. A squirrel passed away. Not. Near where we feed them, and it wasn't one of the squirrels that I knew. It was a stranger squirrel. But he's in a... Did you feel more or less sympathy for it because you didn't know it? Him or her? Equal amount of sympathy. Okay, that's fair. I sympathize with all animals equally, even bugs. I'm starting to get that way too. I think I think a lot about how everyone hates bugs and they get a bad reputation, but... But I try and save every spider that I find. What if you found a cockroach? I I don't even know what a cockroach looks like. I wouldn't. You'll know it when you see it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just assume that I'm going to get cockroaches here. No, but they they exist here. Yeah, I I, I have a question about common. your spiders. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you came upon a wounded spider, let's say I have before. They have. Normally eight, but let's say this one was down to five because of an accident. Would you... Bad accident. Bad accident. Driving a spider car, <laughs> lost Pile control. Up on the highway. Spider highway. <laughs> lost its lost control. Would you be willing to build some prosthetic spider legs for I you're going to say give mouth to mouth. <laughs> I would thought would put him out of his misery. So I think I was really <laughs> they, in a different place than the two of you. Because I was like, around. yeah, I just step on him. They can get around with the... I don't know, five. Five but seems I, small. That's a low number. One time there was a spider. This is my spider rescue story. Did it come up beside you? <laughs> no. no. Okay. Uh, it it was on the ground of my friend's laundry room, and I was staying over there for a few days. And I kept walking past it, and I thought it was just a ball of lint. I thought it was maybe some uh, like a piece of towel that had come Mm -hmm. off in the wash and just gotten crumpled up with some lint and it was sort of rolling around every time I would walk past it and then I realized on maybe the third day that it was a spider (laughs) that had gotten tangled up in this string and it, it couldn't move so we got out tweezers and slowly extracted the string from around all of its legs and it got completely untangled and as soon as it was able to move, it ran straight up my arm, right to my face. And I was trying like, to kiss Wah! you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we and, then re- and then I slapped it away. <laughs> no, uh, we got it outside. We Are did you guys it outside. Uh, friends on Facebook now? Yeah, Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> we fuck. He, he doesn't. He can't swipe right or left. Really, he just kind of smushes his legs against the screen. <laughs> he's, he's always still, on the same person. Who he still gets it done. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I've never seen Tinder before. <laughs> I can show you. Mm. It's stupid. Any spiders on there? Sort of. Hot spiders. There's a lot of people that are polyamorous, but only let you know in the very last sentence of their profile. Oh, that should be in the first sentence. Yeah. 
No, I feel like uh, you should try and overlook that. No fucking way. Unless you get to towards the bottom. No you way, dirty dick. <laughs> Double D. So you've had tons of customer service retail jobs. Not for a long time, though. No, I haven't, luckily. You were still in school and yeah. stuff. Um, yeah, I would say one of the... One of the weirdest ones I had was um, I worked for a bakery in Indianapolis, um, and it was a born-again Christian bakery. Mm. It wasn't technically – They probably um, had really good hot cross buns. They did, um, and their Jesus bread was spectacular. <laughs> <laughs> but you couldn't eat it because – Body of Christ, I couldn't have it. Yeah. Um, You're a Satanist. I am. Cool. I, I had tell. to sacrifice that bread. I can tell by the pentagram on your forehead. <laughs> It was uh, just four points, but I added the fifth recently. <laughs> I wasn't good. quite committed to Satanism, but I took it a little further, <laughs> and it worked out for me. Um, <laughs> but it was it wasn't didn't it wasn't advertised as a born again Christian bakery. Well, <laughs> it well, said, we will rise again, uh, and then in brackets, bread. <laughs> Jesus, I don't know. I know, I'm trying to think. I don't know enough to make a well-constructed joke. I don't think I do either, Yeah, unfortunately. Something about Jesus coming back. I think he rise, He will rise again is probably a perfect bread-based mm. yeah. Jesus thing. I think that would work. Because he, he died and then came back after three days, right? Right. That's what they say. <laughs> and he was sure. fully leavened. He wasn't unleavened. <laughs> so it worked out nicely for him. Cool. Happy. Um I wanted to work on the production crew there because I had insomnia and I was up till five or six in the morning. And for some reason, I thought it would be a good idea to work at a production crew at a bakery because they started work at like three or four a.m. wasn't a great plan, um, but I went in and I applied. They hired me with the idea that I would be on the production crew, but then they're like, "Oh, but just uh, work on the counter," and so you get a sense of you know what's mm -hmm. going on. And I'm not a customer service guy. Um, and of course, that's what I ended up doing for the six months that I worked there was working counter and I was the uh, night manager. Didn't close late, but I had to count out the registers and that kind of stuff. So that was um, what I was in charge of. This was like 94, 95. The owner was part of the conservative Christian coalition movement that happened in the mid 90s in relation to Don't Ask, Don't Tell and like all the stuff that the horrible Clinton president brought to uh, the US. So, um, he was very interested in Ralph Reed and that kind of stuff. And part of being a born again Christian bakery was they would play Christian rock oh, good tunes. while the owner was there, <laughs> which was excruciating. It's some of the worst music I've ever heard. Um, Cause it sounds like praise someone, him. We will praise him. Exactly. Mm -hmm. It sounds like someone trying to play rock, but they don't really know what it is about. So it's, they don't want to fully give in no, to, to the satanic impulses and or rule. Right. They can choose rule or rock. They prefer just sort of wiggling yeah. rather than rocking or rolling. Wiggling just a little bit. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> um, we one time played a show with a band we didn't realize was Christian rock. Did they have a big following? No, no one came. No, no, oh, they don't have a big That's following. Tough. No, but it was a duo and they had a computer and a, they had a projector and we just played in this little bar and saskatoon i think and they were projecting all these sort of triumphant visuals over top of themselves and the girl didn't speak much english and i think they had probably found she only each spoke other in ancient hebrew <laughs> aramaic, yeah, aramaic exactly. <laughs> <laughs> good one guys and they both looked they looked like ken and barbie basically and they just oh, so smiled lucky. so much while they were singing and we didn't really catch on until halfway through and we're like oh this is religious. Who booked the show? <laughs> <laughs> and you turn around and it's Jesus. <laughs> we actually asked them if we could borrow their projector and the bar was right next to uh, a subway. So we used the free Wi-Fi from subway and we downloaded a torrent of the John Travolta movie, Old Dogs. And we projected that over top of our <laughs> Is that the motorcycle movie? Uh, I don't know. No, that's Wild Hogs. Okay. Okay. This is... The one where Robin Williams wears blackface in it, I think. Oh it's my god, really bad. It's I don't know that I've seen that. One. It's horrible. It's I mean, he wears blackface in a lot of his movies. Yeah, it's sort of but his I haven't thing. Seen this one, yeah, was his thing. Uh, yeah, it's terrible. The, I think I didn't really pay attention to it while we were playing, but one of the major plot points is they take muscle relaxants and then 
have these really creepy smiles. Oh, I thought you were talking about the Christian band still. <laughs> like, I, could party I don't with know them. what they do <laughs> after the show. We didn't hang out. Anyway, I'm sorry. I really sidetracked from your job. I want to know, did you ever get to touch the dough or were you just on the counter? Um, <laughs> depends on what you mean by touch the dough. She wants to get to the point. I love dough. She loves eating dough. Oh, okay. Um, I didn't get to touch the dough. I worked the counter the whole time I was there. Um, I'm so sorry about that. It was, it was it was fine. Like it was bad while the owner was there, and the production crew was also born again Christian. Um, and I'm not anti Christian. I just want to be clear on that. Yeah. Even though I am a Satanist, according to my <laughs> pentagram. Mm-hmm. And I'd, you know, you could have gotten a tattoo, but I can see that you did that with a knife. That's yeah. Well, you got to commit. Mm-hmm. If you're going to do it, you got to commit. Um, <laughs> it's not really a commitment if you can cover it with a baseball hat. Why do you have to bring that up? <laughs> I'm really trying to commit, but I'm a little shy. Yeah. I'm just stepping out of the closet, so to speak. A little light in your Satan loafers. <laughs> That's what it should mean. Yeah. That we've turned to Satanism. But not fully committed. Not fully committed. You're just crawling out of your hole. Crawling out of my sulfur, my sulfuric hole. Mm. Ew. <laughs> Ew. Mm. <laughs> What was the uh, most delicious bread that they had? Um, they had a spinach feta, Ooh, which was quite good. delicious. Um, they had a honey whole wheat, which was nice. Yeah. Uh, their sourdough was also quite exquisite. Mm-hmm. Not too bad. Um, one of the things that happened when I was there was there was a day manager and myself. So she opened the store and I closed it. And we were basically the only two non-practicing Christians there, except for the counter help that were high school kids that would come in after. And this store had a main bakery and then a couple around Indianapolis at the time. They had like three outpost stores. So they had a delivery guy whose name I will not mention who delivered um, JC. I call him JC. (laughs) JC. And he would deliver to these stores. There was a time when one of the stores got robbed because they kept cash on site. And so someone broke in and robbed it. And immediately I felt a weird suspicion that they all thought it was me because I wasn't part of the born again community there. Um, and it turns out that it was this delivery guy who was sort of a rabble rouser, but he had come around to the light side, um, to the Christ side. Mm-hmm. Um, Is that on the left side or the right side? Uh, that's slightly to the left. <laughs> How does it hang? But it can go back. Does and it forth. wobble to and fro? It does need quite a bit of adjustment from one <laughs> side to the other. Can you tie it in a knot? Can you tie it's it not in quite both? that long. <laughs> it's not quite. He doesn't that want long. to brag. <laughs> Not yet. This so was he right caught place. stealing? Uh, he was eventually, but I think they just sort of fired him. They didn't press any yeah. charges. Um, but he also used to pull up when he was doing deliveries behind the shop. And right next to us was an Indian restaurant that was run by Sikhs. Um, yeah. And he would listen. I think the pastor's name was Rod Parsley. He was a real fire and brimstone. Like, you're going to hell if you don't accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Would pull up, open the back van doors, and then play this just absolutely at the top volume while the Sikh uh, employees were outside, like having a cigarette or trying to make a phone call or something like that. Oh my God. And it was clear that uh, his intention was to proselytize and bring them over to his side. It sounds like fun. Looks like a great time. They're smoking cigarettes and they've got wonderful headdresses. Yeah. Yeah. They've got a better sense of style than you do, Mm -hmm. quite frankly. Their their bread is better than the bread that's in this place. So That's awful. It wasn't the best. That's so offensive. Like why but also lazy. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, well, I'm just gonna leave this radio on really loud and hopefully Well, it was super passive aggressive, like incredibly passive aggressive. If you're an evangelical Christian though, if you convert more people, don't you get like extra God points? God points, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You want to get to the platinum status. Um (laughs) and then if you convert enough, you go to the diamond status and you get first class in heaven. So it works out nicely. Nice. For the rest of eternity, first class, you get a little warm, you get some warm nuts. <laughs> a little towelette. Yeah, a little <laughs> towelette. towelette. Yeah. Oof, Marone is what I have to say to that. Yeah. <laughs> Gross. The biggest part, the biggest part of that nightmare is that you didn't get to touch dough. <laughs> no, Jessica, when you talk about dough, do you like eating just raw dough? Like if you're making pizza, you'd have a bite of the... More than just one bite. They also made cookies. Oh, I like cookie dough too, yeah. a lot. But you like just bread dough. I like all types of dough, mm. basically savory and sweet. So if you came around, came on the Pillsbury Doughboy in would, real life, I would eat him out. <laughs> <laughs> 
I would gobble him whole. No. <laughs> Do you like batter? Yeah, but it's sort of harder to eat. Yeah, you'd have too to get runny. A, it's a little liquidy. You've got to pour that into a glass. I like icing. Yes. Lots of icing. No, we're talking. Well, I like cookie dough a lot. Yeah. I used to house it at my friend's place and they would have raw cookie dough in the freezer and I would just have a little bit every day. And then by the time they'd come back, there would be no cookie dough left and I'd have to buy them more <laughs> because I had <laughs> But you problem. buy two so you could sort of keep one for yourself. I have put a ban on it for myself. I'm not allowed to even look in that area of the grocery store anymore. Because- when did you put this ban in this morning? Uh, <laughs> no, I just think about it more than I ever actually act on it. I have a recipe for icing that you could make quickly. That's not that unhealthy. Really? Yeah. It's just honey, cocoa, and butter. Well, that sounds good. I'm, I'm into it. Yeah. Because I could only eat those things for so many months. I could, couldn't have any sugar. It's really good. Put a little bit of cinnamon in it or a little bit of vanilla. Yeah. I'm getting hungry. What would you frost with it? Just my mouth. Her body. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would only make like a tablespoon worth. And mm. eat it while watching I Border Security. <laughs> Whenever I dog sit for the Shumkas, Abby's a big Nutella fan. Abby Shumka, great podcast, uh, Fashion Hags. You should listen to it. Future guest, Abby Shumka. She likes Nutella, but I'm crazy about Nutella in a way that's unhealthy. It's the only thing I'll eat when I'm there. So I've more than once finished a whole jar, a big Whoa. jar, not a small jar, <laughs> over a couple of days. It's hard when have, you I've, can't I've, stop. More, Hey, you spread it re- out. I have replaced it once, but maybe once I was also like, eh, this was part of my fee. Yeah. I'll, um, I'll allow that. It's so good. You spread it out icing. over a couple of days. so Yeah. And it's the ingredients are excellent for your uh, coronary <laughs> arteries. I had a, a roommate who was obsessed with Nutella, but she was also, she put something on the fridge that said, Nothing tastes as good as skinny feels, but then she would eat tubs of Nutella in her bedroom by herself. Yeah. That's, was, a, that's disordered eating. Yeah. But then she... I Sounds was like, pretty orderly to me. <laughs> yeah. she's She was on top of it. Yeah. But she... I mean, just having that sign on the fridge made me... I was like, why are you making me feel guilty? Yeah. And so I put up a picture of cakes. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> this is my picture. It was just icing. Checkmate. Icing is really good. It's so good. Oh, my gosh. I would make cakes for every occasion I could in high school. Whenever it was my friend's birthdays or one of my favorite teacher's birthdays, we would bake cakes, my friends and I. And then one time we had to do a physics project, and we decided we would bake a cake to illustrate particles and just put sprinkles and we're like see this is a randomization of particles oh quantum cake theory yeah exactly (laughs) yeah they should make a show instead of quantum leap quantum cake theory and just cakes (laughs) and it's a combination scott cracula oh Mm. i'd like to no i'm not gonna finish that uh (laughs) i was gonna say something so gross but i still have the little slip that my physics teacher graded us on and it was like five out of five for presentation five out of five for the write-up and then we got a bonus mark or something for the cake and he made two little notes and it just said tasty comma sweet (laughs) and this was a physics teacher he was a physics teacher they know they know tasty and sweet (laughs) have you ever had boiled frosting seven minute frosting it's a it's the most delicious frosting in the world and only moms can make it. What? How do you Not any current moms either, like moms from twenty years ago, forty mm-hmm. years ago even. They're still current. You need a double like- double boiler and you and it's egg whites and sugar and it turns into this very light and fluffy, almost marshmallow like confection. And the first piece of cake on the night that the cake is made, the frosting will be so light and airy and fluffy. And on the second day, my favorite day, there will be a crust where the sugar is hardened mm-hmm. and then inside it's light. Oh, and fuck. We got to fucking make that. Well, <laughs> this has been icing chat. <laughs> Does it be our new segment? I, I'm getting actually hungry now just thinking about these icings that I want to eat. <laughs> I'm going to go home and make the honey icing. And then Jeff, who's staying with me, is going to have to watch me eat it because no one. Uh, I would actually like to eat some of that. I'll make it with the really lovely okay. honey. Um, <laughs> you're holding for the listener. Alicia is wearing Jay's slippers because she's size cold. twelve, size twelve uh, moccasin slippers. 
and an afghan and a sweater and she's holding up the afghan she was holding up the afghan like she was gonna do a peekaboo motion a little like burlesque (laughs) dance behind this would be my burlesque outfit too (laughs) (laughs) my aunt made that well it's getting dirty (laughs) that was a good retail nightmare thank you what's uh, your favorite grape I like champagne grapes, the little tiny ones. Oh, those oh. are nice. Those are pretty good, yeah. I don't like anything with seeds. No. I like the sour ones with seeds, the Welch's, the coronation grapes. I still don't know the different types of grapes, but... That's I, been grape talk. <laughs> what's your retail nightmare? Oh, that's a good question. I had one, and then I forgot it. Oh, you need to start taking ginkgo biloba. No. <laughs> um, I did think of another retail nightmare that might be a little... Better than that last one. Yeah, oh, same, same thing. Same thing. Born Again Christian Bakery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was working there. And as I mentioned, the production staff is also born again. And one of the guys, Dave, was studying to be a minister. And he and I would have some really interesting conversations about praying and the importance of religion and stuff like that. And I, I, I am a, a non-confrontational atheist. And I really am interested in hearing people talk. It's fascinating. Ab- about their beliefs. I really... I'm into it, and yeah, I don't. I try not to judge anybody unless they start coming around and judging anybody else. You're really missing out from that. It is kind of fun, but I, I judge people about different stuff. That's true. So this is a good example of how sort of ethical he was. Uh, as soon as the boss would leave, I would turn off his Christian rock and put on Miles Davis or some Santana because I liked the early Santana at the time because I still smoked pot. Um, <laughs> But I would just play music, West Montgomery, jazz stuff, and it really seemed to change the mood overall. Maybe it was just with me, it seemed to change it. But the customers would come in and go, oh, what, what is this? You know. So it did kind of pick things up. Um, the production crew would sometimes stay around a little longer than the boss. And I do remember playing uh, Miles Davis in The Silent Way, which is one of my favorite albums of all time. And this was before CD, you could burn a CD for somebody. So uh, Minister Dave was into it. And I, so I, I made a cassette tape for him because this was 1995 and that was top of the technology. So I brought it in for him and I gave it to him and he really had a, a hard ethical dilemma about whether or not he should take a tape where I had recorded the music from it rather than go out and buy the tape itself because he oh, felt okay. that it, it was pirated at that point and therefore it was illegal and we were taking money from somebody at some point. And I said, well, I do agree with you that we shouldn't pirate, but I feel like if it's just a tape and I'm giving it to you, it's probably a little better. So he didn't accept that tape. And the other one I had with Minister Dave was I went spelunking with the day manager. Whoa. Okay. Spelunking is uh, walking through caves. And I had that wrong on the last (laughs) podcast. Slam dunking. Were you thinking of slam dunking? No, something really different. (laughs) Slightly different. It's um, like that movie, The Descent, where all those ladies... Is that where like all the golems come and attack them? In the dark? Yeah, I did Spoiler see that. alert. Yeah. That's Lord of the Rings. We're talking about Lord of the Rings. Everybody knows the plot to that. Um, <laughs> a lot of in there, <laughs> There is a fair amount in the, the Mines of Moria. Yeah, yeah they got a spelunk. So I was with the day manager. As I said, this was in Indianapolis. And southern part of Indianapolis, there's a lot of limestone. And as a result, there's a lot of caves down there. Cool. So we went down there with a friend of mine, and we parked, and you had to do the sign-in. So we went spelunking for a while, and these caves are made by creeks, so they tend to be very slippery and muddy. Um, And there is water running through them, and you do have to check the weather forecast, because if there's a a flash flood and you're in a cave, you can be drowned or trapped for a day or two or whatever. Turned into a golem. Exactly. So we went and spelunked, had a good time. We were walking out, and as we were getting near the entrance, I slipped and bent my leg up behind me Ooh. and severely sprained one of my ankles um, and had to, I could walk, I got out, but I thought maybe I'd broken something, but I could tell from the next day I couldn't put any weight on it, but it wasn't broken. It was just really sprained. This medical as a doctor, in America. <laughs> as a doctor, I was able to self-diagnose. So I missed work that day, but uh, Minister Dave called me at home and he said, I heard you hurt yourself. And I said, yeah. And he goes, would you mind if I said a prayer for you over your leg? And I said, no, that would be totally fine. In my mind, thinking that when he went to bed or wherever, you know, whenever he does his prayers, he would do that. But he started, he instantly broke into a prayer on the phone with me. Did you have to hold the phone up to your leg? <laughs> no, he didn't require that. Okay. Maybe that's why it didn't work. Yeah, it could have um, helped. It could have helped. Couldn't hurt. 
So he goes, uh, in the name of our uh, Savior, Jesus Christ, I, I call on the power of him to heal Jeff's sprained ankle. So he does that, and of, um, of course, I don't want to say of course, but nothing changes in my ankle. It's still sprained. So I had to go through the awkward part of going, okay, Dave, thanks for thanks for praying for my foot. Um, cause, and I said, thank you. I appreciate it, and got off the phone. And then I found out the next day from the day manager that he – Dave was really hoping that that would be the thing that brought me to Christianity, that my ankle, my sprained ankle would be healed and I would be right. brought into the fold. And that's why I'm a Satanist today, because <laughs> it didn't take. Had he had success in the past with healing injuries? Um, not healing injuries, but he did once tell me a story about he had a, an oil pan with a leak in it, mm-hmm. and he prayed to the Lord, and the Lord sent a ministerial angel to ride under his car with his finger stuck in the oil pan to keep it from <laughs> leaking until he got enough money to fix the leak in the oil pan. And he really, this was like straightforward. The gospel. Pretty much. Like he was very sincere about it. And he was such a sweet guy that you didn't want Yeah. Him. I know lots of lovely people that are Christian and don't try to convert. Yeah. And even if like conversion is part of their belief system, it's, there's just people that take it into a level that I'm uncomfortable with. So I remembered my retail nightmare. What is it? Uh, so at the yoga store, we sold Tibetan meditation bowls. Mm-hmm. Meta- uh, Tibetan singing bowls is what they're normally called. We had different sizes, and they are usually made out of brass, I think. And you gently rub the outside with a wooden mallet. Keep going. <laughs> And they make people that can play them can play them really beautifully, but most people can't play them and they just make this awful noise. Honking. Yeah, the honking noise. And people would come in and play them and make so much noise forever. But my favorite was somebody brought it into the meditation corner that we had and played it for 45 minutes. (laughs) And every time they're like, hold on. And then they would make the noise again and go, almost. And then they tried it again and it went over 45 minutes. Whoa. (laughs) A lot. That sounds like a great, peaceful mm-hmm. amount of time that person spent with themselves. Yeah. Because they were all by themselves, not in the middle of a business. <laughs> That's funny. People, and they never bought them. People getting meditation wrong <laughs> and just getting more I get agitated. it wrong. I, I try all the time. I'm terrible at it. I've never tried. You don't need to. You're super mellow. Yeah, man. Yeah. I can just spark one dude and <laughs> good go. Fucking listening to... Doobs. I don't know. <laughs> so do you get those bowls going? Is it almost like when you rub the uh, rim of a wine glass? Yeah, yeah, it is actually. Okay. I think. I don't really know how to use them. Oh, that so you're judging people for not using them correctly. Yeah, I, you know, I got time on my hands. <laughs> Feels great. <laughs> do you ever retell Nightmare Buddy? Oh, do I ever? This is a man who, I don't know if I can call him a customer because he definitely, <laughs> he never... He might be a goblin. I don't know. (laughs) He never actually spent money at the store that I worked at. Mm -hmm. But I see him. Was this a dollar store or was it a video store? store? But I've seen him around so much. He's one of those guys. He's a man about town. Got a long, long ponytail. So this, I would describe this as a malingerer rather than a customer. Yeah. Uh, He. Would come in. We used to have Vice magazine. We'd get dropped off at the store. Right. Classy. Uh, and then they stopped doing it. And, and I was like, cool, we're not cool enough anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but this was back when Vice, because Vice has sort of become more mainstream. Yes. But it Especially used with to their be, documentary stuff. And-, and But like people will actually point to articles written in Vice. It used to be more just photo shoots with scantily clad. Mm hmm. Heroin addicts. Or adults with Down syndrome. Really? They had a, a series, an a issue every year. Did they? I don't remember. Anyway. I forget what it's called. It's when I stopped reading it. So this guy would come in and come up to the desk and say, hey, do you got any vice? <laughs> <laughs> and because we used to keep it on the counter and then we just started putting it up right by the front so door. So you would have to talk to people. So he wouldn't, yeah, we wouldn't have to have an interaction with him. And he, years after they stopped having it, he would still sort of come in and check just in case we started right. getting it again. Uh, and when it was there, he would always take a whole stack of them. And I know he was not reading the articles. So, oh, uh, yeah. 
That's that's uh, creepy. Mm-hmm. And he's just in my mind. He's vice guy, and I'll see him around town. Like sometimes I'll see Still? him on the bus. Oh yeah, okay. and that ponytail is uh, longer than ever. Do you like to imagine him feeding it into his anus? the top of your <laughs> blouse, and then pulling it out the bottom of your blouse, and then tying himself to you? Mm. Uh, he would call that knot, tip fishing, like in some sort of Celtic <laughs> love knot. <laughs> <laughs> I've never thought of that, but now I can't stop thinking about it, <laughs> but not in a good way. Yeah. So thank you for that. <laughs> Jeff, do you have any more retail nightmares? Uh, I do. I worked in a record store. Oh. C- well, I guess it was a CD store at this time. It's early 90s in a, a very upscale mall in Indianapolis known at the time as the Fashion Mall. Whoa. That's right. I'm going to let that sink in. Um. And next to this fash- uh, the store, now defunct, it was called Waves. Oh. So it was really on. It was, it was the cutting edge. It had the best Wyndham Hill uh, piano recordings you could ever possibly want. Whoa. Any pan flouts? Um, <laughs> it, it did have a really substantial New Age section. Oh, um, man. Because that was kind of the music of, uh, we called them yuppies at the time. But that was sort of the music that. Adults in their mid thirties to mid forties who are really becoming you I'm know, getting there. New yeah, age yuppie scum. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I wish. Um but we were next to a uh Gap Kids. And like a little two year old. It was a fashion mall. It was a fashion mall. Kids know kids know fashion. Yeah. Um the uh, little kid, probably about two, came running in. You know, doing that kind of floppy running thing so that they cute. do. Yeah, very adorable. Got about halfway into the store and then just pulled down his pants and started peeing. Oh. And we didn't really know what to do because you don't want to pick up a urinating kid because there's all kinds of biohazards. I've done that with a that cat have, before. Yeah. They just pissed all over the place. There's biohazards <laughs> flying out of him. We didn't know what was going on. Um, so You're in sterile. Uh, I'd That's still what I tell a- my lovers. <laughs> 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 well, that was like a scathing critique on uh, what he thought of new age music probably it was his mom came in after him probably about 30 seconds later picked him up off the floor and just took it's him out of the store peeing. yeah he was going at it um <laughs> but didn't like say oh i'm sorry or even acknowledge the fact that it happened she just came in picked him up and took him out of the store so we were left cleaning up two-year-old pee off the carpet there. Nice. Um, and it stained the carpet, like it bleached the carpet out. Whoa. I don't um, know what that kid was drinking. Maybe they weren't from this world. No. Visitors. Yeah. Yeah. Observers. I thought you were going to say that the mom came in and started peeing <laughs> just to make the kid not feel bad. I kind of see, I would just imagined it, uh, that he had always seen people just leave somewhere to go pee. <laughs> because that's what you do. You're like, oh, I'll be right back, especially when you're in a mall. Yeah. And then you, you leave and then you come back. And well, that, that in between part, the part where someone goes to the bathroom and uses the bathroom and washes their hands and uh, flushes the toilet with their, hands. their <laughs> foot the way sure I do. That did not Just in the puddle. On the- yeah. Oh, that's, uh, yeah, I don't like, I don't like pee related incidents. No. <laughs> I don't know why I think poo is funny, but pee, I'm like, no. It's all not great. It's all really fun to laugh at, but this, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry you had to deal with baby piss. It was an owner onerous burden, but I managed to uh, odorous and onerous. odorous onerous, and I managed to pull through somehow. I don't know how. That's something that owners never see that would happen in a store is that kind of weird shit piss and piss <laughs> that you have to deal with, and then you can't just wait it out. No, you have to take care of it right then. Yeah. That's the joy of uh, paying someone minimum wage to look after <laughs> your livelihood. Yeah, so they can eat. You don't have to clean the piss. Are we going to do self-help corner? Yeah, might as well. Good. I just bought a mirror. We should edit that out, but I just bought a mirror while we were talking. <laughs> Who's a mirror? <laughs> That's good. Alicia's self-help corner. Send in your questions. Don't take this advice. Okay, so this is from Hunter on Twitter. He's a big podcast fan. How do you deal with loved ones trying to reassure you by saying, don't worry, we all believe in you, when your main source of anxiety is fear of letting down loved ones' high expectations? (laughs) It's well-intentioned and not even thoughtlessly so, but some days it can really deepen the self-doubt spiral. Hunter, (laughs) do you believe in you? (laughs) 
Do you exist? Yeah. Do you? Who are? <laughs> How doing? <laughs> what doing? How do you do that? Do dee da dee. <laughs> beep boop beep boop. Well, I think we've answered his question. <laughs> Moving on. I think in time it'll get easier. Um, we all believe in you. Maybe it translates to something. It's just kind of triggering that anxiety. And maybe you need to develop some sort of weird inner voice that then counters that trigger. Uh, my <laughs> personal one is just breathe, breathe for two minutes and you stop bad. being angry. But you should continue to breathe after two minutes as well. No, then I also then start breathing through my mouth again. Oh. And then I just have chips in it. Oh, nice. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> I think you can also just ask people, stop saying you believe in me so much because, you know, get a new motivational phrase to give to your loved ones. I would say get a new family. <laughs> you can't yeah. just do that. I've yeah, told you that. Oh, that's um, what Craigslist is for, though. Yeah. CL. No problem. I just noticed that it's sunny outside. I got really excited. <laughs> I think also when the, that's kind of self-doubt spiral, that's that'll get easier over time. Right, everybody? Yeah. Mm, yeah, cool. Yeah, of course. Great chat. Yes. Thanks for writing in. <laughs> and this is for Evan on Twitter who always writes in, what should I do to prepare for the zombie apocalypse? Uh, cover yourself in barbecue sauce. Plug your butt. <laughs> yeah, because that's how they like to start first. Uh, urinate in a circle outside your home. Oh, that yeah. Zombies are afraid of urine. Is that true? I don't know. That's a good advice. That's yeah. what uh, preppers do. They pee in their yards, I think. What are preppers? Like people who are prepping for the apocalypse. The apocalypse yeah. Why would they pee in their yard? Something to do with, what's that thing in your pee? Urea? I don't yeah. know. Uric acid? Yeah, something to do with putting that on plants. I don't know. I oh, watched okay. a documentary. Yeah, that and makes that sort of sense. helps the plants or hurts the plants? I think it helps the soil. Yeah, it's like fertilizer, I thought I this guess. was the pee podcast. <laughs> this is toilet talk. Yeah. <laughs> also, there's that weird club, the Bohemian Club, where all the former presidents were members, and it's all basically rich white men, Republicans, and their whole their whole deal is they hang out at this club. It's this top secret headquarters with a giant owl statue. But their whole deal is they just pee everywhere. They don't use toilets to pee. What? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It sounds weird. like an episode of True Detective. Now, did you look just make up. this up? Yeah, look it up. My Bohemian? friend's obsessed with it. The Bohemian Club. I can't wait. It should be in one of your drawings. It might get in there. It's very strange. And there's lots to be read about it on the internet. My friend told me. Uh, my friend got super high at a party and told me about it and told me about that that's what True Detective is all about. Yeah, it makes and sense. So I then went down the rabbit hole myself and it's super spooko. Which uh, season? season? Two, okay. The bad season. Yeah, I yeah. had a hard time getting The good season one. was that there was that, what's his face in it? Liam Neeson's younger brother. Woody Harrelson. Woody. Oh, I love Woody Harrelson. It's Woody Boyd, actually. <laughs> Woody mm, McConaughey. No, I hate McConaughey. Mm, McCona- good actor McConaughey-ness like <laughs> <laughs> he did it shall we Puppo of the Week yes please Puppo of the Week I don't know why I said that so forcefully I barely have a Puppo you ready to Puppo I am ready to Puppo who your Puppo I have two Puppos this week mm-hmm. um, I'm reluctant to bring up the first one because I feel like he's gotten some exposure on here before <laughs> But I'm, I'm going to bring him up, uh, and that is Grandpa. I got to meet him yesterday, and he was uh, even more spectacular than I had guessed uh, from yeah, watching him on Instagram and seeing videos and all that. So it's a real great. sausage body. <laughs> and his breath stinks, but stinks in a real good way. Yeah. Like, like it's garbage. a smell that you're like, oh, that's terrible, but I, you long for it. <laughs> like corn chips. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and my other puppo of the week is Alicia Tobin Aww. for having me uh, come visit her in Vancouver and being an excellent host and, uh, and a good internet friend. Grouchy and tired all the time. <laughs> Thanks. That's sweet. She's a uh, eternal puppo. I'm like the grouchiest of all of our friends, though. I'm starting to get concerned. Uh, that's fine. I feel like I haven't really encountered any grouchiness. I feel grouchy all the time. Like, this okay. is this is me at my grouchiest. You, this is just inside your head. You are not mm. projecting grouchiness. Don't worry. I thought you were going to do the amazing puppo that we met yesterday. Oh, the one-eyed puppo. Yeah, you should still do that puppo. I'll throw him into the mix. Uh, so beautiful. I'm going to need your help with this. We took a uh, ferry from... Granville Island. 
to English Bay. And it was a very tiny ferry. Yep. It was like a little, 12-seater. Little Falls Creek bus. Ferry. Yep. And there was the captain. Cap'n? <laughs> Cap'n. Cap'n. Um, got off and he held back the little screen to let us in and we went in and... Under his chair was sitting, I would say it was a, not French bulldog, a but Boston like Terrier, Boston mix. Terrier mix. But he's big, much he's, bigger than He was bigger. Think. And he was black and white and he was a very handsome fellow. Mm-hmm. Um, and he sat perfectly under that seat. He did not move. He oh. did not get up to greet anybody. Um, but he had one eye. The other eye was completely closed. He's a pirate. Yeah. And he is such a gentle dog. And he let us pet him and he, could, he was very friendly. He was a sweetster. <laughs> yeah, real sweet star. Those little boats are great. I got really into taking them last summer, and then I realized that it takes twice as long to get anywhere, <laughs> and it's super expensive. <laughs> but we you just went dogs. across. We just went across the way, so it took five minutes. Yeah, but it is. I used to take it to Science World sometimes when I was feeling really tired, and I lived in Strathcona, and it it is as long. It's almost as long as walking. Yeah, but it's like five dollars, so you can take it for five minutes. You're like, wow, I'm on a boat, but it's a dollar a minute. Yeah, <laughs> I do like that the water was right there. Yeah, yeah. it's the open door. I really kind of enjoyed that. Every it's once great. in a while, you'll see a seal puppo, which is the greatest because it, they are right beside the boat and they're playful and they're magical. My puppo of the week is Frankie. I'm pretty sure his name is Frankie. He's the softest white cat. He lives on my street, maybe three or four houses down, and he's so into socializing that he let me pet him for maybe three or four minutes yesterday. Yeah, I pet him doing, too. Yeah, he's doing like acrobatics Fuck. and rubbing himself against a fence in this like really precarious way. He's balancing to get all of the touches in while he also pet himself. Whoa. <laughs> and he's so soft and so clean and he has pretty bluish green eyes, so I can't tell if he's deaf or not. Well, he didn't seem to respond to voice or anything. Yeah, we double teamed him. Yeah. Hi, <laughs> cute puppos. I don't have as cute a puppo because I've been so busy since we last recorded just working. I've been hanging out at buildings that are going to be demolished soon. Mm. So a lot of... Praise be. A lot of... <laughs> Say a prayer over them. Yeah. Namaste. Uh, <laughs> just There's a general sense of dread in the general vicinity, but I was going to look into a tenant's unit and it was just it he was a hoarder and it looked like a bomb went off and he's gonna have to take a shovel to it and we were sort of standing there i was with another tenant looking at it and i could tell that she got spooked and she had to leave and so we went outside and it was on the top floor and there was a sunlight is that what they're called yeah skylight skylight sure (laughs) the sun was lighting it sunlight was coming through the sky it was a skylight and all of a sudden we heard a sound above it and I looked up and then I realized there was a crow standing on the skylight because you could just see the bottoms of its feet. Yep. And then you could sort of see a shadow of where its tail was, but it was like something out of a horror film. <laughs> it was so spooky. I took a photo of it uh, and then you could hear him make a little cawing sound. It was super cute. They're so smart. And I can sometimes hear crows on the roof of my building, even though I'm on the main floor, through the vent uh, in the bathroom through the fan. <laughs> you can hear them when they're up there doing stuff. So uh, just crows in general, I guess. I love them so much. I've wanted to train them since I was 13. And I would sit alone at lunch with my friend Chelsea and feed all of our lunch to the crows. <laughs> and we thought if we did that every day for five years, they would come to us and be friendly to us still waiting you'd be the crow queen yeah have you been dive bombed by a crow only one time but how long ago last year Hmm, maybe that's when it wore off the five-year plan (laughs) no this was a long time ago it's been more than 15 years so still waiting i told jay last year that i wanted for my birthday because i'm turning 30 this year i said i wanted to pet a crow and he is already stressed out about it because he's like, I can't make that happen. <laughs> Maybe. Who knows? I said I wanted to be friends with a squirrel and a crow by the end of the year. <laughs> You've got the squirrel. Yeah, but I mean, they're just casual acquaintances. And it's only February, so. That's true. There's plenty of time. But I, I heard that if you start leaving things out for crows, that they'll start leaving things for you. <laughs> like a little Boo Radley situation going on, like in a hollow tree. 
If you were going to leave something for a neighborhood crow, what would be what would be the introductory object? Oh, that's a good question. I'd say a little cookie in the shape of a crow. <laughs> Not a bad idea, but are you concerned that other animals would swoop in and take this? I would put it up on a platform where only a crow could get to. Okay, high enough. But crows don't come to where my balcony is. We only get squirrels and little sparrows, but they're pretty cute. Now, do you think the squirrels have an emissary that could talk to the crows to bring a crow into the neighborhood? No. I don't know if there's sort of interspecies communication. Squirrel yeah. Violence. I think they're sort of Are you talking about the crow squirrel wars of ninety eight? Yes. <laughs> you have a map describing I do, that. Exactly. That's one of my favorite pieces of yours that I invented in my mind. Please draw it. <laughs> Something that people don't know about our guest is he's what he calls a bird nerd. And oh. for the past two days, he can tell what kind of bird it, uh, we're passing by the noise it's making. That's a, called a song, generally. <laughs> one bird of song, bird noises. Bird thing. So you're an amateur ornithologist? Is kind that- of. Um, again, growing up in Indiana... We put out bird feeders quite a bit, and um, I just and knocked them down. Knocked them down, <laughs> then we put them back up, and then when the birds would start to come in, we knock them down. Oh, and sneaky. through that frustrate bird frustration, I got to know them because they were angry at me. Mm. And we became good friends. Um, we would put out bird feeders, and um, both my parents and my grandparents on both sides were really kind of into birds, so I became good at spotting house sparrows and red-winged blackbirds, very common birds, not like I'm not a birder in the sense that I'm looking looking for a painted bunting. <laughs> what is that? I don't know. I think I made nice that Nice that they paint him. Yeah. But yeah, I heard um, some chickadees and uh, red-winged blackbirds. <laughs> in fact, the ringtone on my phone <gasps> is a red-winged blackbird. The alarm on my phone is a duck quacking. <laughs> Mine is nothing. I don't have it. It's okay. Birds will be your friends one day. Seagulls are my favorite. And I used to work in a store that had a skylight and the seagulls would stand on it so you could get the, the best view of yeah. their feet. <laughs> and they're so great. They're like tacos and nacho colored. They're great. <laughs> they're like Doritos. You really want to eat a seagull's foot. Probably wouldn't put it past me. <laughs> if it was dough based, I would eat it. <laughs> All right, Jeff, if people want to find you online, how can they find you? Uh, you can visit my website, which is generally kept up to date. It's jeffreybeebe.com, J-E-F-F-R-E-Y-B-E-E-B-E.com. Uh, I am on Instagram, and I'm a frequent poster. You may or may not care for it, but I <laughs> post uh, progress shots almost every day of the drawings I work, work on. That is refractorian.com, so refractory with an I-A-N at the end. Um, and that's it. I do Twitter, but Jeffrey Beebe, but I don't do it very often. Yeah, you update your Instagram that I, way. I do occasionally, often. yeah. Jessica, if people want to find you online? <laughs> Type me into Google. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm the most popular Jessica Delisle so far. So well, I, if I you are one of the people popular. looking at me to hire me for a job, just Google me. Yeah. <laughs> that's weird. Yeah, I'm Energy Slime on Instagram and Twitter, and also Twitter. My main Twitter is Chimalicious. Yeah, it's a good Twitter. Thanks. Uh, well, this has been Retail Not Nightmares. As good as yours. Thanks so much for being on the show. It's time for us to go get some West Coast sushi. Let's do mm. it. Yum, yum, yum. <laughs> I'm not getting sushi. Why are you? You can come with us. Yum, yum, yum. Uh, I don't want to eat dough now. (laughs) Okay. Bye. Okay, Bye. bye.